Welcome to Vanguard Radio. Niggas never bother about going to work in town. They seem to think that work is for jerks out of Coontown. He don't do nothing but sleep and doze. He don't wake until his eyes are tired of being closed. It's half a day's work for him to scratch his toes in Coontown. It amazes me to see the way they live in Coontown. They do all the taking while we have to give to Coontown. The nightman worries, the nigger don't care, cause at the end of the month, the check will be there. Every nigger earns his living off the old welfare in Coontown. Every nigger earns his living off the old welfare in Coontown. All right. Half a day's work just to clean his toes in Coontown. Coontown. Hello? Half a day's work just to clean his toes <laughs> and Coontown. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be humming that one all night. <laughs> Who's saying that? Um, that's Johnny Rebel. But you know, Johnny Rebel is not one person, from what I understand. Well, you said that. Uh, I read that. Okay, yeah, I don't... I, I assert it not. I assert it on second-hand authority. I, um... Yeah, I don't he, know. He, what I do know is he's here to bring peace to the world through his gift for song. Well, you know, all the ones that have been attributed to this Johnny Hort, uh, Johnny Rebel, uh, they all sound like they have the same voice, don't they? Uh, no. Not oh. Some of them sound a little different. I suspect there's probably two main ones, if that indeed is the case. But, yeah, I, I hear some difference. You know, I had that never... That guy's got a, a very, very clear tone. Oh, Almost. Yeah. Uh, if you you would think it would be a girl, it, it's kind of like that uh, the, the Nazi thing in Cabaret, where where the guy starts off singing sweetly, although he's not a soprano in this, obviously. But it's it's uh, more fitting, you know, to a female singing the song about love. But the, that contrast just kills me. It slays me with the <laughs> the, the visceral, stinking, grubby reality of the nigger set off against that high, sweet tone. It's just it's too funny. <laughs> it is funny. <laughs> hooray! Hooray! <laughs> Fight again this time we'll win. We'll live and die, Dixie. That's my other favorite one. I, I love the way that guy sings that. And that may well be a Johnny Rebel song too. But uh it's a great song. We had to play it if we got it. What's the deal with Co? You told me that this uh Co fellow, David Allen Co, right. he he, we'll he fight again this time we'll Yeah. Let me interrupt you, just keep going. Well, that he went, he went, uh, he went multi-culty or something, right? I don't, you know. I mean, it, it, this country is run with it, it's like a great big float. I mean, you look underneath, and there's just a bunch of underneath all the pretty flowers. There's just a bunch of chicken wire and some crappy old chassis. And it, you know, everybody who wants to make a comeback has to fit the machine. And how can the machine use me? Oh, take this old, old. He's old. He, non-traditional category, he's old, he's white, he's southern, he's done country shit. Uh, let's put some feathers in his hair and stick him up there with some, you know, alt-rock or some other. The Jews like to tear down barriers in mixed categories. Mm-hmm. And then they sell this disgusting succotash to the masses as, you know, it, it's a metal, metal 
hip-hop blend, whatever, it's, it's big and rich and country is a good example. They, As I've said before, they feather this stuff in degree by degree. Hey, Alex. They, they subtly shade from one to another. Did you grow up watching Hee Haw? Uh, no. Okay. I, I really, I wasn't allowed to watch TV very much, oh. to tell you the truth. Well, good for you. Except for Jacques Cousteau. It's giving me a slightly distorted... Yeah, we watched that. Oh, beautiful marvel. Yeah, I, I For know millions I, of years you have traversed the ocean's floor. But yeah, how much longer? I mean, it. You know, I was allowed to watch that and occasionally like Sesame Street, and that's about it. Oh well, that's it warped me. It yeah, we watched terribly. we watched Hee Haw, and you know, looking at it now, even as a, as with my ideological mm-hmm. background now, yeah, I've seen it. I know what it is. I, I know what it is. I don't really have a problem with the show. I there was always nice blonde girls on there, and Buxom, buxom, other buxom girls, and and uh, yeah, music, I, music was I, pretty good. And no, I I come from that strain in the country that likes uh, Lawrence Welk. That kind of they, they like Lawrence Welk is is I'm sure most people probably recognize. I don't know if it's still on the air or not. I don't know if he's alive. Oh, my dad liked that a, too. They're trying to get a grant. Well, this is what this is what average white people like, and uh, it is com com completely non-ironic. It is it is yeah. Polar opposite is misused, but it is precise. It is the polar opposite of, of Jewy, which is the ironic, kind of nasty Seinfeld. Now, personally, I don't really, I don't despise the Lawrence Welk stuff, um, but it's I, I like irony, but I just like Aryan irony. I don't like Jew irony. Lives about nothing, humor that's about nothing, humor that's not really that funny. I mean, it's very well done. Seinfeld was a very well-done show. It was funny to an extent. I mean, if you've lived in the East Coast, you're familiar with that type of person. But uh, and, and it has trained America, even in the middle of the country, to fly over to be a little bit ironic. But that's not really a good thing. Sometimes in, when, you, when you lose, when you try to add to your main strength, you might end up undercutting it by trying to add extra things. Just be good at what you are. And, and white Americans are generally good at non-ironic straightforwardness. And they merely need to be intellectually trained uh, to recognize what the Jew is doing to them because they are inherently gullible. I had a guy talk to me today, uh, a guy from Australia, I think we'll call in one of these times, and he was telling me about Nature's Eternal Religion, a book by Ben Klassen, founder of World Church of the Creator. And he said that white people have uh, three main flaws, their, their gullibility and, and their respect for law and order, their worshiping authority, and what was the third... Um, just a exaggerated sense of fairness compared to the other races who are mainly interested in gots get paid, yo. You know, uh, the, the nigger Jew mentality, get it while you can. Take it easy, but take it, that kind of attitude. Yeah, these are um, fatal flaws. Well, when, when we're yeah. with others, they are, yes. They, they, they are things that the others can turn against us. They are chinks in our, in our heels. Give openings for the arrows of the colors and the juice who uh, coin operate them. You know, there's um, this is a very flawed author, and I don't want uh, readers to buy this book. But uh, there's a very good book uh, he uh, by Victor Davis Hanson, and uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's called The Western Way of War, uh, or it's also called um, uh, Culture and Carnage. And what he outlines in in several chapters, looking at several battles, is is that what what made Western armies, and I mean Western armies, I mean Aryan armies, so effective was is that they they were disciplined, and that and that they sought a total defeat of the enemy, and uh, and and systematic destruction of the enemy, 
in pitched battles. So mm-hmm. it, it is funny how you mentioned that we're we're gullible, and we are, and, and other people have, have observed this, and we trust in law and order and can be you know very altruistic towards people that aren't ourselves. But when we're organized, we can be very methodical in killing our enemies. Oh, certainly. And and I, I really, uh, that was one area I did disagree, and we discussed that when he was on the show with uh uh, was it predator to prey uh, on that whites can't be yeah. cold enough? I I don't agree with that, and and uh, um, it may seem like that, but it's superficial. Um, one thing that I noticed in Germany is a very it's almost professionally pacifist now, but the inherent character of the people really is serious. It's masculine, and and I want to I want to bring this over to sports today because today it, it just I'm always looking for parallels that might help persuade newcomers or investigators, as the Mormons would call them, to our cause, to try to see the world a little bit differently and how they stage-manage things. The people who operate in America, and these, these giant melanges, these mixtures of people from the sewers of the earth, and how they try to manage it to make it appear that everything is hunky-dory. And today, uh, most people, for every, for every listener we have, there's probably, you know, six figures watching Monday Night Football, and they have the rebirth of the, the, the Superdome down in New Orleans. And I, I'm personally guessing that they are... They are uh, the NFL being more or less like the World Wrestling Federation, it just the only difference is degree. They're going to manage it to uh, New Orleans uh, winning the game, even though they're an underdog. And uh, similar to how in 2001 the uh, the Patriots won the uh, won the Super Bowl after uh, <laughs> the year of 9-1-1. And this society, and, and they had uh, uh, in the pregame, they have they got Bono out there, and they have uh, Billy Joe from Green Day. And you know they're flashing around, and they're they're very carefully capturing all the little mulatto bastards and and even Asians now, and uh, just the the mentally inert, uh, carbohydrate-filled slop that is uh, the average New Orleanian. <coughs> well, <laughs> judging by the camera, and these got to be richer than average if they got tickets there. But my my point is that you know they they've literally put a couple hundred million dollars into rebuilding the Superdome after the niggers uh turned it into a, a housing project in about two and a half days. And, and you know, meanwhile, two-thirds of the thing is not even even rebuilt. And the nigger areas are, oh, the hardest hit. No, they weren't the hardest hit. They're the hardest unrepaired because the niggers don't care. They've all gone off to Houston where now the people are being encouraged to buy guns to defend themselves against them. And nobody, it's just come to a state in America where you can't speak the truth about anything. And man, you you people listening better protect yourselves from this. The cops will not protect you. They'll send a secretary after the fact. And if they're there when something's happening, they might do something. And then again, they might run away like the female cops in Chicago did the other week. And it's uh, oh, we could take the conversation in a thousand directions, but well, you know, this, my, ours is a stage managed society, very much like the Soviet Union. And any outcome that can affect the thinking of the mass is not going to be left to chance, even if it's an ostensibly honest sporting event. That's my theory. We'll see if it backs up. Right now, New Orleans is ahead 14-3. to So I'm just going to guess that they're going to see to it that New Orleans wins. And, oh, what a great rebirth for the Crescent City. We've brought in internationally famous Bono to sing, or Bono, or whatever the hell, to, to wear his purple glasses and, and be of good cheer and heavily mascaraed Billy Joe and... <coughs> I think Coontown would have been a better way to start the game myself. All right. With that, with that note on football, uh, let me bring in News. He's our first guest tonight. Uh, I'm going to send him a little chat message. Uh, I, I'm telling him I'm bringing, I'm, I'm bringing you in now and that uh, you need to turn off the feed 
Uh, yeah, it, turn, turn down your radio. <laughs> turn it down. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a joke that wasn't funny the first time, but it never gets any less funny subsequent times. Okay. One thing about bad jokes. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to. Uh-huh. I'm calling it now. News. <laughs> I, I I have more points to make about about sports. By the way, we will. We'll talk. And, we and have the four hours tonight. You know, I'm going to need a little more than that. Unfortunately, I don't know how to work the controls, so four hours it will have to be. Yeah. If let's, I, let's talk about the promotion of the nigger, the incompetent nigger quarterback, while the white men are sitting on the bench. That's something that uh, is interesting in parallel. parallel. Is news there? News there? Yeah. 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 Hey guys, how's it doing? Hey. Hey, news. What's going on? Talk okay. a little bit, news. You name the subject. Go go and, and what's your take? <laughs> News, you're you're gonna have to you have to pull your microphone closer to your mouth. Okay, I'm hanging it in my shirt just like a professional here. Well Okay. Yeah, well it's too far away. Okay, it's not working? That's fine, that's fine. We're that's better, now. yeah. Okay, sorry about that. Yeah, that's much better. <laughs> Sorry about that. I haven't used the voice chat in a long time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> those uh those privacy booths are pretty good, huh? <laughs> that was my little joke. Sorry. Uh, you know, uh, uh anyway, uh what's going on down there? You're you're around the Missouri Kansas area, aren't you? Yeah, Kansas City here. You keeping out of the uh the Coontown way? Well, trying to. Yeah. But- they come here more than we go there. Uh-huh. Are, are, uh, I mean, do you make it down into Kansas City, Missouri? Yeah, that's where I live, guy. I, oh, I okay. Well, you yeah, know, I'm, I'm just outside of Westport. Oh, my. Well, if anyone that's knows what, where that what, is. What is what is Westport? I hear that referred to a lot, but I don't think I've ever been there. That's a section of Kansas City, or is that a... I thought it was like a big mall or something. Well, it, it is now. It, it's a really old part of Kansas City, actually. This is where the um, settlers took off from, actually, mm-hmm. you know, going west. Um, yeah, on some, Is that the head of some trail? Yeah, I don't know the name of it. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe out to Oregon or California, though. That's where they... they well, tell me. Their- Tell me news. I, I'm from this town, so I know the answer to, the, to this question. But uh, why do people go to Westport today? Uh, the bars. Yeah, that, that's the main thing here now. That's right. That's what I've seen that referred to. That's the big. Uh, they got like a big plaza, and they got entertainment, and they got a uh, uh, what is it? Uh, bar area. Yeah. Yeah. The the plaza is just south of us. That that's where you go if you're rich and you want to spend some money, but. Uh, yeah, Westport right. is mainly entertainment for people in their twenties. You know, lots of bars, lots of head shops. You know, just hippie shops, to, yeah. stuff like that. But. And I, I let me interject a comment. I don't know if people have seen it. I only saw this when I was putting out TAs last year for the first time. But all these Big Ten schools have. Well, Columbia is, is Mizzou, the same thing. Although it's not Big Ten, but they all got huge party districts around around all these campuses, and that's pretty much all they do. You put on your stupid little wristband and go drink. Drink yourself into a stupor. Now and, there is uh, a there is a news story I think we should talk about. Now that we mentioned Westport uh, about a year ago. 
news and, and Alex, we had a there was a big problem down there in Westport, and that and that this is mainly a place uh, normally where uh, whites go to party. And uh, the problem with Westport is that all around it, especially to the east, is nigger nigger town, coon town, mm-hmm. and uh, and the the coons were showing up there in huge numbers, and they were frightening uh, all the white drinkers away. I mean, I'm talking huge numbers, uh, mm-hmm. hundreds, and they were like 19, 20 year old coons, mm-hmm. and and you know they're they're out there with their 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 oversized white shirts and and baseball caps being niggers. Do you yeah. remember that news? It's happened all over the place. Anywhere they anywhere they in the city wants to build light rail, or whatever they want to get the niggers out of the city into the suburbs so they can do that kind of stuff. There was stuff in Denver where you know Paxson were attacking people. You've seen the same thing in Georgetown, not to that great an extent when I was out there, but you know. On one side you got the river, and the other side you got the low rent nigger areas, and then Georgetown you got the white liberals and the money in D.C. And uh, niggers are always impinging on white area. They don't have anything themselves, so why not go fuck up someone else's and steal it? They're, they're, it's a no lose proposition for niggers <laughs> li- living in a, in a white civilization. But for whites, it's it's nothing. There's no gain. We don't get anything from niggers. And uh, <laughs> you know, we there's another story today that there. Uh, Papers claiming that a million whites have left in the last ten years from South Africa, so the twenty to forty somethings are leaving because they know that they and their kids have no future. So they're going wherever the hell they can to get out. And South Africa's population is something like forty million, and only about four million are white. So that's what it's like when you're one in ten. Well, new- every huh? everywhere's like you're you're a little island surrounded by niggers. Well, no way to live. News. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how did they, how did they did they solve this problem with the niggers down there? I'm, I'm not an authority on Westport. Uh, the last time I was down there, they had the whites all lined up on one side of the street and the blacks all lined up on the other after the bars let out. Uh huh. And they have their own almost like a little private. Well, they're Kansas City police officers. They're they're not private security guards, but they ride around in in golf carts and on uh, segways and stuff like that, and and kind of try to keep people apart. I don't go down there. I'm not not a big fan of the bars. Okay, yeah, me either. This has been years ago, so I'm not quite sure of the incident you're speaking of or how long ago this happened. But this this was about yeah, two years ago. Well, this has been about four years ago. There was a lot of racial tension. Yeah. And they have these little, uh, like, pizza carts and taco stands they set up. Yeah. Outside, when everybody gets out, you know, they're all hungry. And they kind of segregates across the street on the main strip there. Yeah, 43rd Street, I think, yeah. Is it 43rd? Yeah, I'm not no, sure. No, it's not 43rd. Uh, it, it's, hell, it's Westport Road for yeah. the main part. Uh, I I don't know. I I'd like to bring you more insight, but uh-huh. I don't really go waste money down there, and I I don't go to the plaza either because that's you know that, that's just a place to show off how much money you have, basically. Well, you know, just as a, a side note, uh, that was my father's uh, childhood home was down in Westport, by the way, and uh, uh, where where is that from the city? Which side is it on? Is it on the I think it well. It's east side of the city. Well, it's it's um, from the core of the city. It is it is uh, south, due south, 
so it's it's on the south side of the Missouri River, and uh, and you know it's pretty okay. much it's pretty much in the central part of the city. Okay. Uh, but it's 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 due south of the river, and it's kind of the historic part of of it. when you're in Westport. It's kind of a um, you can kind of you can kind of get a sense that it was a town of its own at one time, because mm-hmm. the buildings there are, are older than those that surround it, and uh, you know they're brick and and the streets are brick, and you know when my father was young down there in the in the early late twenties, uh, early thirties, yeah, it certainly even then it had that feel, and uh, but um, mm-hmm. and of course this plaza area. Uh, it's just a little bit farther, uh, a little bit farther south. So, yeah. Now, uh, it's interesting that I was down there uh, this weekend. Uh, I was asked to go down there. I didn't. I didn't go uh, anyway uh, uh, for this Plaza Art Fair. And there are oodles of people down there. Kind of the the beautiful people to some degree. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, tons of race mixers too. But anyway. Um, uh, and I was walking along with my friend, and and uh, you know this guy has turned into more of a racialist than I ever knew. We can maybe talk about that later. But you know mm-hmm. he 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 watches football, and he told me, did you know that Dick Vermeil's wife was mugged down here on the plaza? No uh, shit, I never read that. Yeah, I, I didn't know, know it either. And he said, yeah, he said uh, he said you know I bet there's a lot more crime down here than is reported. Uh, and the, yeah, Kansas City. Uh, Dick Vermeil's our former coach, and uh, they got rid of him and brought in a uh, uh, Groyd from back east. To coach him. Okay. Just another little racial fact. Well, yeah, Jeff, you remember some months ago there was some uh, sports commissioner that was murdered at a car wash? Do you remember that? I think I heard something about that. Kansas, yeah, not like that, a national one. I don't remember a, his name, but it, it was right here in Kansas City. Yeah, um, I remember hearing about it. I yeah, they that. try to... Um, uh, my friend observed that they try to keep the th- the crimes when they happen on the plaza. They try to keep them hushed up. Yeah, sure they I've do. heard that even from blacks around here. They they say things aren't reported. And shit, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably very true. I, I had an a, I had an accountant when I was in D.C. for my earlier business who was from New Orleans, and I was bemoaning D.C. crime. He's like, shit, like there's shit that happens here. They wouldn't even report it in New Orleans. And D.C. is pretty bad, but uh, another the same thing, you know, all groids and, and uh, yeah, it makes you wonder. They claim the crime is down nationwide like the last 10 years, and okay, there's a little, spl- there's a little spike up now, but uh, how the hell do you know when, when the, the blackest areas now have political black chiefs and illiterate black staffs, how can you say with any confidence that crime is down when half these niggers, you know, they can't spell, they're illiterate. And they're lazy. What are they going to? How many crimes are they not writing down? It's, it's jungle rot. You also uh, posted under the name. Was it? Did you post under the name Border Ruffian? Yeah, I used to. Yeah, I thought so. That was. That was uh, we first kind of got in touch uh, uh, back mm-hmm. then. It was. Uh, those were like TAA three days. Hey, let's let's ask News if he has. Uh, did you have something you wanted to discuss specifically, or a rant you want to go on, or pick a topic no, not and go with it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Just to be honest, uh, the novelty of uh, calling in and talking. I, I mean, I've called in a, on a couple of radio talk shows for fun, and and 
didn't really do it for me. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh -huh. you, you just get made fun of when you when you express your views. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've got kind of a humorous item that I found that I can share with you guys. Uh, was coming home from uh, La Plata, Missouri. That's up there in. That's where near where I am. That's ten miles yeah, out near of here. Yeah, the woods up there. Yeah. Yeah. My my grandma lives up there, and I was visiting mm -hmm. her. But I was coming home on Amtrak, and that line. That train comes out of Chicago. Somebody yeah. left a copy of the Chicago Tribune on the paper. I was looking at the book section. The paper was gutted. There wasn't much good stuff left, but they had the, the book section still left on there. And the uh, premiere review, this is from September 17th, 2006, Sunday before last. They have uh, <laughs> this uh, restoring the unique and ordinary lives of six victims of the Holocaust. You know, ah. this is a new Holocaust book out from Daniel Mendelssohn. And yeah. the way they talk about it, he's written a lot of books before. But the eighth paragraph really gave me a laugh. This is the, the finely grained information Mendelssohn gathers restores a mind-bending exactitude to the Holocaust. In Bolichov, he learned a rabbi had his eyes gouged out by the Germans and then was made to strip and feigned copulation with a naked woman. A starving boy trying to survive with a bullet wound in his shoulder ate the lice off his own body. Now, I, I've heard lots right. of Holocaust jokes, but I've never heard that one before. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they just make shit up. I mean, they release bogus atrocity stories of the way normal people fart and exhale. I mean, it just comes out of them like shit out of a worm. It's ridiculous. And we pay the price for all that garbage. And it's just a never it's a never ending thing. I mean, the Jew gets commission from the Jew publishing house to write a book put out by that Jew publishing house that is then promoted uh by a Jew reviewer for another Jew newspaper. And and the Jew probably works at a at, at a university that's full of Jews who hired him because he's a fellow Jew. And this is this is how America works these days. It's just a network of connected Jews. Well, and they yeah, shut out everybody else. And when we when we had when they came into our white institutions that we founded for our own people, somehow we're supposed to let them in, and it's unfair if we don't. When they don't let us in, why they work harder than us? That's the reason they're succeeding. This book yeah. review is written by a Samuel G. Friedman. Uh, okay, so so like I said, without even knowing it, it's a Jew reviewing a book written by a Jew and no doubt published by a Jew publishing house. And, and who owns the Chicago year. Tribune? I don't even know. That used to be a non-Jewish owner. I think McClasky. It was a big. It was a big pro-American paper back around the time of Lindbergh. I don't know who owns it now, though. Yeah, it was McCormick back in those McCormick. days. McCormick. That's that's what I'm thinking of. McCormick They've was got a, a kids section. They've got isolation. a kids section right right next to this review. It's uh, for young readers. It's in light blue, uh, very short reviews of children's books. And the first one that caught my eye was, "Gee whiz, it's all about pee." By Susan E. Goodman. Ah. <laughs> All about pee? Yeah. You may think this you may think that only yeah. children will find this book irresistible, but you'll absorb more weird factoids about micture Oh my uh, god. Than you ever thought possible. <laughs> and, this, and is the, this is Jew this is <laughs> This is the Naples Ultra of Judaism. I mean books about urine and defecation. Yeah, and then in parentheses, the giant poo. it says, yes, Susan Goldman was the author of the critically praised The Truth <laughs> About Poop. <laughs> this is a follow-up that we've been waiting years for. My God, I'm going to rush out. I can't wait for the movie. I, I, 
I certainly won't wait for the movie to consume the book. It's full of edifying information and wholly suitable for my two-year-old. Wholly this suitable. Is, this is why I don't subscribe to newspapers. <laughs> this is one I found at random. Is that a reason? Yeah, the flip strength of this, it doesn't matter where you turn and it doesn't matter what paper you're flipping the pages in. That's what you're going to come up with. A Jew writing for a Jew publication reviewing a book by a Jew about poop. And if not poop, pee. And if not pee, saliva. <laughs> I mean, gobs. <laughs> Read my new book. It's gobs. It's all and about the, spitting the, and the people who spit. They've, they're, they're a disrespected class, these people. I mean, what a world we live in. It's insane. The newspaper was completely gutted. I mean, all the good parts were gone. The actual news, I just had, like, the book section, the sports section, and a few pages of other things. Oh, and the sports section had, a, had an article about how uh, gay athletes are not <laughs> recognized, and, and there's not enough of them, and they had an interview with... with Gay and only gay athlete that's ever come out publicly. Who was like some some Samoan? I can't remember what team. I'm sorry, I don't have the paper right here in front of me. But yeah, that's all not only left. arrange flowers. We are incredible pole vaulters. Hey, hey, we are right whirling dervishes of the pobble horse. Right next to the review about the G whiz about P, we got Wilkie the White House cockroach. By Howie Schneider. <laughs> Another Kike. The, the story isn't political, it's comical. Kike's well, writing about excretion and vermin. Well, he <laughs> wants to be adventurous, like his Uncle Julius Rub the air, you squash. <laughs> He's not content behind the baseboards at the... <laughs> Wilkie's extended family is, well, hilariously extended. Oh, the trouble man. is, Uncle Julius' advice doesn't always apply, as Wilkie realizes when he tries to find a square corner... In the Oval Office, but wow. I don't even know what what that one's going towards. But got a kick out of it. I thought that was an old Polish joke. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, hey, maybe it's a maybe it's a positive book. I mean, uh, teach kids that the White House is full of vermin. Teach them respect for vermin, <laughs> including but not limited to the one sitting in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> behind the JFK's desk. Oh, well, you know, God. I've got to. I've got to add to this news. Uh, uh, we picked up. Uh, I've got to add some laughter. A potty training book, and it was also written by a Jew. And uh, I'm not joking. And uh, yeah. And uh, uh, how to poop? Volume two and three. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have a, a Borders or a, 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 what are the other big chain stores? Books chain store. You go in there and and just look at on the main tables on the main aisle. Oh man! And thirty percent, forty, forty, fifty percent of those books are Jews. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then what's the opportunity cost of that? Human literature written for by humans. Oh, That's you're lucky, news. You, you've got that. You've got that big new bookstore down there. It's been there a couple of years. It's right on the plaza. That's um, what, what is, is that? that? Borders? It's not borders. It's um, they uh, have borders out here in flyover. What is the name of that bookstore right there? It's that. It's that. Um, damn it. Um, Why are there so many songs about rainbows? Are you still there, news? <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm still here just listening to you guys. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's really not advisable. <laughs> no. You know, there's that, oh gosh, it's a very nice bookstore. Um, it's like three or four stories. What is the name of that gosh darn bookstore? Yeah, I, you could ask me anything about the plaza. I have no fucking idea. I don't go down there. Yeah. I mean, it, everything costs five times what it's worth. Where do you buy I, your I, groceries? Up at the Sunfresh on Mill Street. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. I think there's a Chinese restaurant near there that's pretty pretty nice inside. There's Chinese restaurants in every fucking Oh, block. I know. I've got one hell of a block from me, yeah. Probably they, staffed by real Chinese. Alex, you got uh, Kings, because I know my grandmother always wants to eat there. I, I play chauffeur when I'm up there. You know, there. I've literally, I have never eaten there one time. The Ponderosa was doing so well, I think they opened that as a secondary that People go, they they love the buffets here, and they, uh, Ponderosa is super crowded. I have been there with relatives, but I've never been to the Kings. But yeah, I don't know, I don't know a lot about They gotta about be Kirsch. making some money. Kirschville, oh yeah. We got a Ruby Tuesdays, dude, we're moving up in the world. You go in there on Sunday, it's packed. Oh, yeah. Um, we have many fine eating establishments that are, that are <laughs> often crowded with cars, believe me. And I avoid that scene entirely. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with Kirksville, except like Sirens. There's a place called <laughs> Sirens downtown. Yeah, that's that's your my, yeah. My grandma's place or something. Yeah, that's her place. And there's a bookstore. That, there's some gay guy that burns lots of incense across the street from there. That must be uh, Reinhardt. I don't think know if it's owned by. Re there's been a Reinhardt news thing here for. No, it's something years. about unicorns or something. I don't oh, know. Oh, used books and unicorn. That was owned by a woman, and she sold it to Patty's University Bookstore, which is not going to reopen it, as I called them. And well, listen, what, I I had my grandma up there at Sirens, and I was, I, I was in there, and uh, they have a little political book section. I actually Sirens has books in it. No, 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 no. Uh, over at that that unicorns. No, Whatever that thing hasn't called. been open for quite a while. You must be thinking of Reinhardt's newsstand. Oh, man, got I, was up, I was up there eight days there. ago. I, I was in there. Go you down can't, there. You can't have been in used books and unicorns. It's closed. It's not open. No, I was in there. There's another one There's another one that's mostly romance and little crap that's uh, another block up or so. I don't know. That's owned by a woman, though, not a gay guy. The only guy who might possibly fit that description is whoever runs Reinhardt's. And no, it, it's pretty oily in there. Hey, Alex, I'm telling you, I was in there eight days ago. Just go in, down there. In, what was it called? It's it's used book and, and unicorns, like you said. You no, know, it may have been that used book you sale. May, it may be a, no, it may be a bookstore, but used books and unicorn is closed. It's that simple. They were bought by the other one last year, and they're not open. There's signs out, but they're not open. No, hey, listen, man. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, I lived there. I walked by there almost every day, and I, I called them a week, within a week. No, you were you were somewhere, but it it wasn't used books and used and unicorns though. <laughs> yeah, you go you. up there. It's it's rickety. It's filthy. The the next shop on the left is, well, is the same thing, but in between there's like a, uh, a cheap motel, like a. No, that you're you're got to be thinking of Reinhardt's. There's a flop which, house. Right no. now, well, I don't no, know. No, no. Listen, you go out. No, there's a Taekwondo the and there's a tattoo place by Used Book and Unicorns. And I, I was just there. I'm telling <laughs> you, if you will go down there and look, I'm not lying to you. And, and anyway, they, they had right. a copy of. Uh, they had a political section. It, it kind of surprised me, and, and they actually had uh, a copy have? of. Uh, 
the Turner Diaries. Oh, but it my was God. like it, huh. it was bought from one of these, uh, oh, like Barricade Books or Loom Panics or something. Mm-hmm. And the cover says, "Warning: This has racist material in it." Like this giant warning across the cover. I mean, that's the part of the permanent cover. That's not like a sleeve. The, yeah, that's the that's yeah. when he had that Jew out of New York, Lyle Stewart, doing it, I think. And they and they were given a dollar off each one to ADL or something like that. And then the rights reverted to Pierce. After uh, Lyle Stewart, the Jew, got in some kind of trouble and and uh, couldn't publish it anymore, I guess under the original agreement he had with Pierce. But yeah, I, I got to think you. I'm not positive. I know what you mean. I'm I am positive it's not used books in Unicorn, but it. But I gave a bunch of copies of TAA to the proprietor of, of Reinhardt's. Uh, I, can't, I think it was number two, number one or number two, and he seemed to be reasonably pro speech. And it's so filthy in there, though. God damn, it's dirty. That must have and been. He also, he also, he had a big. He was sitting there. He's like in a wheelchair, and there's a giant pile of like porn videos, and it's just kind of, it's kind of dark, dank, nasty in there. It, and it, it, it is dark and dank. There's, they have no videos. They have a lot of pamphlets on uh, black magic and shit like that. And okay, I know, up, I know where you mean. It's not you. Yeah, that's like. There. Okay, that's that's across the street from Reinhardt's. That's I don't know what the hell the name of that is. I've been in there like once or twice. I don't know who owns okay. it. I haven't been in there for years. All right, it's about a block it, up from music. All right, this is corner. the top. This is the top oh. of the hour, folks. I don't know what the hell it's called. Uh, this is Sorry a to- about the confusion there. No, that's all right. This is the top of the hour, and I've got to take a a, a short break to write this uh, section to disc. And uh, I'm going to play two songs. I'm going to play again your favorite. Uh, uh, when we come back, uh, 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 well, we're gonna, I'm going to start off with Coontown again to, uh, to to sail us through the break, and then I'm going to play a, a short song by Tom T. Hall, and then we come back. Uh, we're going to move. Uh, I want you to stay on the line if you can, News, but we're going to move over to, from uh, Westport, Missouri to um, yeah. And, we've had enough inside Kansas City. Yeah, and Westport Kirksville and Kirksville <laughs> to New Jer- to New Jersey. We're and, fascinating. Yeah, we're going to have uh, Bud on. All right, so here comes. Uh, Oh, hold on. i got to bring the, uh, the Coontown up. In Coontown. Okay, let's see if I can find it now. Uh, oh, that was a great that was a great addition, too, on the poop, man. That was a prime call. Yeah, here it is. Okay. <laughs> now, you're, you're mic- everyone, your microphones are still live. So, you know, don't give out your social security number. You're listening to Vanguard Radio. 